Um, yeah. Let's just jump in right into it like Phil, Philly D. Like Philly D. What's up? It's your boy Philly D. <laughs> oh, I'm here jumping stop into this it! podcast. No, no, Just no, like I was the told. The things we say become reality. So welcome back to the podcast that you wish you could forget. I had an alternate opening, which is the podcast you'd never want to forget, but I decided yeah. to go with the self-deprecating. Self yeah, we all hate selps. Um, I hope that's not <laughs> offensive yeah. to any selps <laughs> listening. Hey, listen, I got um, some friends back in Philly that are a group of selps. I don't know what they think about that. I'm talking more like a New Yorker right now, but I'm Philly D. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> So I uh, I decided to go with the self-deprecating humor to hit that, you know, niche demographic of all millennials. <laughs> and by millennials, I mean Gen Zers. And by Gen Zers, I mean Gen... Wait, there's no, we, there isn't one after there's Z. There's no I more generations that after that. I forgot that it's that's over. the last letter. <laughs> yeah, the Mayans had their calendar and we have our alphabet. Welcome back to Tad Strange, the Gravity Falls podcast, where we talk about everything other than Gravity Falls. Um, yeah, I'm Joe... I've been lying to you. I'm not Philly D. I'm I'm oh. I'm Matt. I'm Trevor. We did it, guys. We did a real intro for the first time in a year. We introduced ourselves um. before we were 15 minutes in. I can't believe us. Oh, gosh, incredible. Yeah. And welcome back to Tad Strange, the Gravity Falls podcast that I already introduced. Um, we're now on episode two. Which is what I was gonna say. <laughs> I just asked you what episode it was. You told me the right one. It's, it's season. It's season two, episode seven. But my brain told me to say episode two. Uh, Don't can't question ooh. the brain. Yeah. So welcome back to season two, episode seven. Um, Society of the Blind Eye is the one we watched this time. Um, first impressions. Raise the roof. I mean, it was a pretty. Uh, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a very memorable episode. Oh, oh can we just? That's a twofer. Can we get them all That's out a right now? Mm -hmm. Can we? If you um, have a memory-based pun, can you just throw it out into the ether so it's over uh, with? Uh, Let me see. Boy. You you can't. Uh, forget about it. I was gonna it. say forget um, about <laughs> it. Ah. Uh, um, I wonder if he Joey. was able to get. Any of the memory <laughs> off of that broken laptop. Um, oh, uh, uh, it's time to do 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 duel. It's 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 there's a few layers of it, but it, uh, it's related. Mm, mm. Eh, okay, I'll get. Can it. I okay, just say like Bicentennial Man? Because people forget about him at one point in that movie. Does that count? <laughs> now that we're like just throwing. What was that? Sure. Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't yeah. know. Yu-Gi-Oh! What? Did you just say the Bicentennial nah, man. man was that Yu-Gi-Oh? That was Digimon. Is that <laughs> the big twist at the end of like the first season? Yugi, what's happening? What's that light? Becomes the Bicentennial <laughs> Man. <laughs> I am all power. Oh. I am the universe. Did Yu-Gi-Oh become a god or something? I don't know. Yu-Gi-Oh was bad. No, he just, can he just was a robot that lived for 200 years. Yu-Gi-Oh was a robot who lived for 200 <laughs> years? Yeah, in the manga. The anime was very different. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as the Netflix adaptation. Um, none of which were... I really liked this episode. I, I liked it very mm -hmm. much. I, I Well, just rating, I think, A. Mm -hmm. Raise the salt-licking yeah. roof. Give it an A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think like we're that. all on the same page. It's, an, it's a good... It's a good episode. It's a very good episode. It doesn't... um have as so 
there are some episodes that are very funny. There are some episodes that are very character building, and there are some episodes that are very um, kind of main plot driving forward. And this very much is main plot driving forward, a little bit of character development, and some jokes. Um, but if the other two were uh, up to par with some previous episodes, if that makes sense, like if the character development in this was as good as the stuff in uh, Time Traveler's Real Girl, or yeah, or if the humor was as good as in a funny episode that I definitely remember the name of. Uh, yeah, none of them were ever any funny. No, um, if they were as <laughs> wow, good as some, as some of the funniest. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't um, even oh, like oh, the shoot. show. The, the, I don't even like the show. This is torture for me. No, the um, there was one in particular that was just... Seventh and a half president of the United States? Yes. Uh, Stan, that wasn't Stan Turian candidate. We haven't gotten there yet. Uh, that no. was... Uh, Whatever it was called, nonetheless, that, that one was, that was, was full of jokes. One. That was, yeah, yes, yep. So the wax figurines, anyways, yes, um, <sighs> figures. They weren't figurines; they were full size wax figures. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying, still trying to remember the episode, but it doesn't matter. Um, but the point is, if this episode had just a bit more uh, to the same level as those episodes did of humor and of like full character development, um, this would be an A plus easily. Um, and it's kind of close, but it there wasn't any point where I, like, burst out laughing during this episode. I chuckled. There were some funny jokes. It kept moving, which was good because there were some not as funny jokes. Um, but, again, it didn't uh, kind of just stay on them, which is a good there thing about There was one joke that made me actually, like, laugh out loud. Like, I was like, that okay. was fantastic. Do you want to hit it or save it for faves? Um, It'll be my favorite joke, but I'm going to just say it anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, McGucket rolls into the room with his old timey minor weapons and he hands them out and Seuss grabs a plaque that says dysentery <laughs> on it and he just goes, Nobody better mess. <laughs> I just like started dying. I was like, that's so good. That's uh, like <laughs> you fight me, you'll get dysentery. <laughs> it was just so perfect. But what there was is a subtitle oh, for that. Before it was like we dysentery plague of the West or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, before we get into like synopsis and stuff, mm-hmm. there's there's just a lot of stuff going on, so it's kind of hard to pack it with jokes. We have yes, I agree. The whole mystery shack crew. We have all five of them here, besides Stan. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. McGucket with the storyline. We have Ivan's storyline. Yep. We have the Blind Society's mm-hmm. storyline. There is just so much happening i don't think we've had what was the last episode we had everybody doing something together um i mean early on was the inconveniencing yeah but Suze wasn't there i suppose yeah um, the inconveniencing is even there we go that's uh, more of a diplomatical thing you know what i mean into the bunker yes it was i think our latest uh kind of entourage episode well, kenny bunkport is happening Candy bunk Into port. the bunker. <laughs> Candy Bunkport. That's me from Bunker Town, USA. No, Kenny Bunkport is a place in Maine that's like. No, no, no. Kenny Bunkport's here to set you straight, <laughs> Philly D. Hey, listen, I don't like how you're talking to me, Kenny Bunkport. Well, that's a. Uh, mo, mo, I'll, I'll my, my, my accent immediately became Matt's accent. I lost Kenny Bunkport. Where, did you guys see him? Where'd he go? No, you, you gotta go find Kenny Bunkport. <laughs> I can't. You find him. Find him. Because I got something else to say as Philly I'm, D. You gotta I, find it. You gotta I, do it for me. I lost oh. his memories. Listen, man, I'm Philly Wait, D. I'm is this go episode get just, Is this episode just hooked? Like, hook from. Like, the, like, the, the, the movie? Like. Peter Pan. Like the Peter Pan movie? Is everybody just toodles? They all forgot their marbles? They can't remember any of their happy thoughts? Is that what this is? 
Okay, no, there's a difference That's between... That's what this is! is I don't no, believe no, in fairies. I don't believe in fairies. I don't believe there's in fairies. Hey, stop that. You're hurting me. I'm Philly D. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning a the lot Philadelphia about... Philadelphia fairy. <laughs> yes, stop slapping him. Philly D today. Whew. There's a difference between... <laughs> this is like that. Because there's one character in this thing that has a slightly similar premise. <laughs> You can't just say this movie is anyway. They all lost their marbles um, and now they're fighting against the pirate gang. Yeah, same thing. Nice. But let's talk about this episode. Um and what happens into it? Into <laughs> what happens into it? We don't know. What does it happen into? <laughs> what? Um, what it happens into <laughs> Is this a math equation? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, if if into equals happens, what is this episode? Uh the episode opens with something happening. And then Mabel runs into the room with a bottle from Right. Okay. Nope. I remembered how the episode happens. It's why did off. I why did I ask you to do the synopsis? <laughs> I don't know. I told you it wasn't going to be perfect. Where's the intro? <laughs> yeah, I don't care about perfect. I just yeah, care I about the first it, sentence. Don't worry. I didn't think it was going to be this bad either. Um, so, okay. So it starts off in Greasy's diner um, with. Lazy, oh, Lazy Susan. Susan closing down the diner. Um, she kicks out Old Man McGucket, who I guess. Uh, remains as a character throughout the whole episode, which I didn't get. I thought, oh, it's a funny gag, but then he kind of comes back. So that that's a cool just kind of natural thing that is never stated overtly, which is great. So kicks all of them out and then sees the gnomes trying to steal her pie. So she calls the police um, and says there's something crazy going on. It's indescribable. It's amazing. Um, and then she's grabbed from behind by some hooded figures uh, who I guess that's the end of the intro. Cut! Cut to the mystery shack where... Wait, you uh, missed it. Ma- we get the best line miss? in the entire show ever. We'll go back to it. Listen, no, can we, we just can't. get through okay. this I'm going to forget about, about it. it. Okay, uh, the lead gnome is going to eat Steve, mm-hmm. but doesn't. <laughs> no. He gets his pie. He says, if I go one more hour without eating, I'm going to have to revert to cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So... Cut to the mystery shack with Mabel running in with a uh, message in a bottle from Mermando, who she is super excited about and super optimistic uh, that maybe, like, he wants to get back together or something. Turns out that, actually, he uh, was in an arranged marriage with the Queen of the Mermaids, um, and so just sent her, like, a, I'm very sorry, but I'm, I am taken now. Um, come and save me. I'm at this hotel. Uh, get Liam Neeson. Um so, moving forward, she happens to spot in the destroyed laptop uh, a little plaque that says property of... Uh, or it just says McGucket Labs. McGucket, McGucket Labs. So, he connects the dots and is like, oh my gosh, uh, Fiddleford McGucket is the owner of the journal uh, and is the author. And so, he gathers up the gang and runs out, leaving Stan behind um, to, I guess, run the Mystery Shack solo. Everyone runs out to Seuss's pickup truck um, where they blast a straight Blanche in by Little Big Dog as they ride over to McGucket's place. Um, they talk to Fiddleford McGucket, but he can't really remember anything. Diver confronts him like, hey, drop the act, but he, he seems to have lost his memory. So they try to investigate where he lost his memory, and they find that the earliest memory was outside the Museum of History, um, which was reported in the newspaper because it was also a slow news day. Um, so they go to the Museum of History, and they uncover that there's this uh, secret cult uh, that is erasing people's memories. And they see Lazy Susan brought in. The memory of the gnomes is erased. 
Um, and then she screams um, and then is released. Um, continuing onwards, they kind of basically they run off. Um, they find the capsule that contains McGucket's memories, but it sets off an alarm, um, which then brings the people to attack them. The, the Red the society members. Yeah, so the red robes uh, grab everyone, tie everybody to a pole, and are going to erase their entire memory of summer um, when McGucket bursts in with a bunch of old-timey weaponry, and they start a straight-out brawl with all of the cult members, um, which ends with the leader of the cult, Blind Ivan, uh, with the capsule containing McGucket's memories and with the mind-erasing gun that they use to take everyone's memories um, and aiming it at the group about to erase their memory of Summer. Um, when, at the last second, McGucket jumps in front and takes the blast um, in a heroic gesture and then takes another blast of mind-erasing and another blast of mind-erasing um, as he is functionally immune, as he says his mind has been gone for 30 years. So he takes the blast, walking forward as uh, Blind Ivan becomes more and more concerned uh, and then basically defeats uh, Blind Ivan, ties up all the cultists, uh, and at the end they erase the memory of the cult from the cultists' memories, um, and they all leave. Afterwards, they look at McGucket's memories um, and discover that he was not, in fact, the author, but he worked with the author. Um, and then invented the mind-erasing gun because he saw some crazy things and had to erase them from his own mind. But he used it so much on himself that he went crazy and became the McGucket we know now. Mabel learns the lesson, uh, which we didn't really talk about. She was thinking of erasing all her terrible summer crushes, but she learns the lesson that maybe you should learn from your past mistakes, not try to forget them. Almost done with the episode. Cut to Stan down in the basement, which we haven't seen for a while. Mm -hmm. um, it appears he has the portal up and running, and it is growing stronger and stronger as he continue to f continues to fuel it so strong that his notebook, his pen, and his mug are all pulled into uh, the device that he is powering up, um, and his hand is struck, uh, and he ties it up. And the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Real okay. start, but it smoothed out a little bit. We are back to quintessential Gravity Falls episodes. Yeah, 100%. We are absolutely back. So on the first watch, I didn't catch it. Second watch through, I caught it. And I don't know, maybe I was just feeling off or feeling rushed, but I got tired of it a little bit. Like, oh, this is what they're doing. When at the beginning, they foreshadow what the plot's going to be about, what's going to happen at the end. Uh, Mabel at the beginning yeah. says, oh, I wish I could just forget about all these summer mm -hmm. crushes. Dipper being in the midst of searching for the author. And that happens to be the episode. It was... Maybe it's because both of them, both the A plot and the B plot, were like very heavily foreshadowed very directly. But maybe I was just in a mood watching it the second time. <laughs> um, that's a distinct possibility. Um, let's see. The other thing that I love that I'm trying to think if these occurred are one-offs that become payoffs. Ah. And, I mean, we sort of kind of see it from, like, the one-off shoe McGucket to, oh, snap, this whole episode is very much revolved around the character of McGucket. 
So it's not yeah. exactly the same format as it has been in, in other episodes where it's, you know, the single joke, like the, the classic one I love going back to is Mabel playing with the gems and then going to answer the door, you forget about the gems, but then she like coughs them up or something like that. Um, mm. Jokes that you think are just, you know, toss it and go, but they come back. In a similar way, there was the McGucket at the beginning, which was funny. Get out of here, raccoon. Get out of here, McGucket. <laughs> um, but he comes back for the rest of the episode, which I thought was great. So we are very much back to typical um, formulaic, but that's all right. The formula is good. Like, yeah. don't change the formula for Oreos unless you're trying to make a special holiday Oreo, but never have the <laughs> Easter Oreos because it's just less Oreo. But... Like, they made them oval, but smaller oval. They did change the formula for Oreos, and they gave us the best Oreo there is, the double stuffed. That's not the formula, that's just more that's stuff. No. 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 Something had the to have changed within chemical. the formula for there to be more. There has to be more added for more to come out. It's but changed. But a formula is for the chemical, not yes. for the, like... Yes, but in order to get a larger mass of product, you still have to change that formula so you get more out. Double stuffed. And but how don't you know? Oreo, Oreo company, please email us at Tad Strange at, no wait, Tad Strange Podcast, something, uh, at yeah, phillyd at yeah. to answer our questions. Just send it to phillyd submissions at I'm YouTube. Google phillyd right now. See what comes up. <laughs> I don't like where this is open? going. Oh, Philip DeFranco comes up. That's yeah. his Twitter handle. I'm sorry, yeah. Philip DeFranco. Oh, Please don't sue us. <laughs> Did you think we were just doing a funny joke? No, it's his serious business account. Oh. Yeah, I was. Wow, I was, now like Oreo's that? Oreo's gonna be emailing Philip DeFranco. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> hey, I listen. mean, we're we are powerful players in the world. <laughs> we're making two sides which were formerly at war with each other being able to come to a peace talk where formerly Philip DeFranco and the Oreo Corporation were engaged yep, in a enemies. lifelong yep. battle. Huh? Yep, all we ask is a lifetime supply of Oreos and three guest appearances on the And Philip we low-key did it Not like the, the Easter ones though. Because we got them to talk to each other by sending emails to us which was actually him. Not the True. Easter Oreos and not the Easter Philip DeFranco. We get it. Podcasts. You made a bad purchase. Yeah, you're Why right. Why would you buy I Easter didn't. Oreos? It was the stuff that you brought. Like, th oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wild. I got those for free. Why are you complaining about Oreos that were free? <laughs> because they're bad. Because they oh, hurt right. you. You paid no money and got <laughs> yeah. hurt. Don't look, yeah. a, don't look a gift horse in the hump. Don't look at yeah. oval and call it an Oreo. Did you say don't lick it oval and call it an Oreo? <laughs> I said what I said. Okay. Cool. Okay. One thing. <laughs> they are okay. There are there are two things. Oh that yeah, Gravity Falls. Changed, I forgot for a second. Yeah, change change in this episode. The animation. One, which you mentioned, Trevor. Yeah, I think the animation does. It is definitely better. It, again, it is I much think it's, sharper. Yeah, it's very much improved. What also happens is this episode, this is the first one that isn't airing on Disney. Yeah. And they are taking full mm -hmm. advantage because the first episode, you have blood and you have swears. And pantslessness. Yep. And pantslessness. took his pants Multiple off Multiple occasions of pantslessness. Um, yeah, correct. That's actually what I think it is. I think it's because of Disney XD that the animation changed. I think so. I think because it, yeah. it would be the same team, but it might be a different studio, which means they might have a different production team behind them now. Meaning they went, okay. hey, let's go for a cartoonier style. Let's clean things up. 
because that mm. was the style of Disney XD at the time. But even oh, okay. down to the contrast coloring of like skin tones was changed. And it, when we turned the episode on, I was like, what the heck is this? Like it, it threw me for a second. Matt was like, no, it's not. And I was like, definitely is. I, I, I literally didn't even comment on well, the animation because that's see, not the way my brain is wired. When Matt, when Matt doesn't say things to me, I automatically imagine it being <laughs> negative. So mm. if I'm like, hey, Matt, how's that Easter Oreo? And he just doesn't say anything like, wow, those things must suck. But they were free, so that's wild. So, yeah, that was kind of it. Yeah, that's why I wanted to circle back around. <laughs> just, just like the, the, the moment that they are um, free from as many restrictions. Yeah, they get they crazy. Just go and they, they release this episode of a cult, which is what they were getting in trouble yes. for. Oh, my god. Also, gosh, they're getting trouble right. for, like, the supernatural paranormal. And they're like, yeah, this place is just chock full of it, nerds. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, that's yep. great. Of course, yeah. monster eyeballing the lake. Like, I love the tentacles out of the oh, woods so part. Much. It's so good. Yep. yep. I really hope that's in one of the journals, but I Ooh. I don't know. Wood tentacles. Oh, but it's fantastic. Um, I love uh, the the newspaper. <laughs> then when McGuck, it's like I'm not anything anymore, and points to the newspaper, and the headline is uh, "Local Kook Continues Downward Spiral." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's fantastic. All, all, all of just like the little things in this. And I think maybe one of the reasons why uh, we're a, a little bit shredding water and don't have a ton to talk about is because this is just a really tightly packed mm-hmm. episode that is – it's a big lore dump. Um, it is. And I guess, it is. Matt, you have seen this before. But Trevor, I don't think you have. Nope. So I'd love to get your thoughts on kind of the uh, – continuation of this the whole mystery of the author mm-hmm. um, um I, yeah so there's something actually i've brought up before uh and that's why don't people remember things and talk about it normally and that mm. answers this question very well yes because i was like robbie yes, I, I, i'm pretty sure i talked about robbie fighting like rumble at one point. I was like probably. how does he not remember this it also gives a good explanation on why people just disappear for a while because you're in this dazed and confused kind of thing after getting your memory wiped. So it's possible that they wipe your memory and then you're just gone for like a week because you don't know what's going yeah. on. Because yep. we'll have characters just disappear so, and not come back. Uh-huh. So it 100%. actually... I love the... Yep, it fills a giant hole, which is awesome. And the, like the in-can thing. And maybe it was looking back and getting things of like, hey, we're kind of all over the place. But this could have been planned... Somewhat uh, from the beginning, it was. But oh, their their okay. symbol is seen throughout all of season one oh, and that's two. That's right. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so they knew that this was coming mm-hmm. the whole time. Yep. Can can we Dang. just talk about that symbol? It's the so I good. With an X. Yeah. Yes. That's the okay. Yes, I love just the 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 name and the concept of the Society of the Blind Eye because it's I mean turning a blind uh, eye yeah. to things that are going on, but. Simultaneously, it's just a cool, like, cult name, yep. and the symbol is just fantastic. And, uh, I want to know whether Ivan got, like, a tattoo, or if he actually lost his eye, or what's going on. Also, he's oh, called Blind Ivan. We lost Ivan. Matt Also, again. Matt died. Rest I want to say peace, some Matthew. cool stuff about Blind Ivan, because there's extended lore about him. Really? Oh, he's back, and Joey's oh. gone. What's going on? Ah! 
Well, um, was, well, I also that was have a weird. Discord call. Uh, Whoops, sorry uh, about that. Oh, and Matt's calling again. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, da, 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 oh, good. Um, it wasn't just Juggle, me. juggle, juggle. Okay. Juggle, 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 indeed. Does my brother exist? Yes. Yay! No, I don't know <laughs> But Trevor, exploded. you were saying some cool things about Blind Ivan. So Blind Ivan, this is this is actually background lore to him. Um, Blind Ivan was a product of Phrenology. That's what his tattoos are. Yeah, I love that. Oh, um, okay. And what is that? Phrenology is the study of the mind by the bumps on the head. Oh. So his tattoos read... Um, let me see. Knowledge, which is <laughs> Mabel writes butts. It's that was great. Uh, stress, time, fear, bias, morals, snacks, hope, the ladies, mom, denial, dreams, <laughs> creativity, reflex, ID, and cats. Um, he was a product of phrenology, and he got ridiculed because of it. Um, huh. and they locked him in the haunted freak house, which traumatized him. And made him go crazy. Wow. He went. He was in Gravity Falls, and Fiddle, Fiddleford McGucket found him and was like, "I well, I can make those memories go away." Dang. And he handed him a piece of paper, and he was the first member to join the Blind Eye Society. Wow. Yeah. Is this um? Well, we can also from the journal. I'm I just think so. It's is... on the what's it called? The wiki. Yeah. yeah so I just as seen... his like official bio. Dang. Um. Uh, can we also just uh, point out that phrenology in real life is a bogus science and incredibly <laughs> racist because it was about the shapes oh. of people's heads. Yep. And guess who made up phrenology? A bunch of white people. Guess who has different shapes than white people's heads? People who aren't white. It was incredibly mm. racist. <laughs> mm. But that's okay. I still do like the it's it's a joke science Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. at mm-hmm. this at this point, so I do like that it's that it's referenced in here. I did I did enjoy that. Like, oh, that that's phrenology. Phrenology was stupid. Yep, it's great. <laughs> it, it made but me... yeah, he has this like little backstory to him why he's like that, which nice. is really really nice. cool. Um, what else was really cool? Not everybody in the Blind Eye Society got memory wiped. Toby determined it's not there when they're timed up. Oh yeah. Also, no. um, there's at least like nine members, and they only have yeah. five tied up. So a handful of them got away. Oh, because there's like there's the ones who were unmasked, but then there were other ones who were like running around still masked. Yeah, whose voices yep. are just random. So it it's like who who are these other people that got away? So to be determined Maybe. is definitely still knows what's going on. Um. Dang. But maybe yeah, we'll, I mean, as much as much as he does, <laughs> let's yeah, exactly. Let's May- go. Let's maybe go. we'll unsee them in future episodes. Ooh, oh, uh, also, oh, I love that. Unsee yes, them later. Unsee you later is one of my favorite things <laughs> in this whole episode. But yeah, so um, I've been really wanting to get back to who's the author, and we're finally yeah. here. And one of my guesses was McGucket. McGucket and Stan yep. were two of my guesses. Uh, mm-hmm. I now know it can't be either of them. Because if oh. it, well, I know it's not McGucket. McGucket said it's not. I uh-huh. don't think it's Stan, because if it was Stan, I don't think he would need the journals to start the machine that the author made. Unless there was some okay. code that he forgot in there. But I feel like Stan learned about what was under the mystery shack and then purchased the mystery shack. You know what I mean? Mm. So, but then again, it could be anybody because they're just memory wiping everybody in the town. So nobody would actually <laughs> ever know. 
Um, um, yeah, I just sent a picture to the Discord, okay. which Alex Hirsch, I think, um, posted on his Twitter a few days before this episode aired. Um, oh, boy. It's a grainy picture taken of a screen on which is a frame of animation mm-hmm. of McGucket, uh, younger McGucket, um, mm-hmm. writing. Oh, that's right, Trevor. I'm sorry. You're in uh, your stream. No, no, no. I, it's on my it. other computer. Oh. I can see it. Okay, right, right, cool, cool. So it's of a younger McGucket writing in the journal. Yeah. Um, so he put this out like a week or a couple days before this episode aired just as a Yikes. complete red That's herring. awesome. Um, but it also leads into this episode extremely well um, because w- one thing I love is just Dipper's uh, conspiracy board because yes. 100% like I, I had a mental conspiracy board going through all of this. Um, and I – there's – I shouldn't reveal it right now, but I had one theory that I very much liked. It was it was basically a long shot, but if it happened, <laughs> it was a uh, it was gonna blow my mind and make me so happy. Um, but McGucket was a good possibility, um, and so property of F Fiddleford McGucket, just the connection between those two, and then mm-hmm. a few of the other things that he tied between. Like those are the sort of things that I was thinking about as it was going forward and diving into and watching way too many YouTube conspiracy videos on <laughs> this. It was fantastic. But I love just the fact that I don't know if they were like watching the forums or what and like found some of the theories and then crafted that conspiracy board from the theories that they I wouldn't be surprised at all. But Nonetheless, so um, I I don't think that we see Fiddleford McGucket with this facial hair though in any of the clips. No, I don't think he gets no. that long of a beard that's brown. By the yeah. time his Correct. beard yeah. gets no, that long, this is not in so this is in no episode whatsoever. So and it's he, not how he looked like ever, as far as we can tell. No, he had one of the animators just make this single frame for him. It's like a picture of the internet. Um, yeah. there's. A handful of little Easter eggs that I thought were really cool in this episode. Um, <clears throat> one being Bill Cipher's dropped at one point um, yes. when they're going through the McGucket frames, like at the end. Yes. He yeah. He takes his fingers and puts them around his eye, and he just looks at the camera yep. for like a split second, and it fades off, which I thought was really cool. Which means that, that great. Bill appeared to McGucket for some reason, and then McGucket's just a psycho, mm. and Bill's like, "Okay, well, you can't help me," and then leaves. And McGucket's just like, I saw a triangle man, <laughs> like running around town. <laughs> he looked like this. <laughs> um, another cool thing is the list. Of, there's a minor list of people that we know definitely had their names erased. Um, Miss Gleeful, Pacifica, Robbie, Lazy Susan, obviously McGucket, Preston Northwest, Pacifica's yes. father, and Jeffrey right. Canuck. Um, who I don't think is a character. No, he's not. Because he doesn't have a page <laughs> on the wiki. But Preston and Jeffries are on the shelf with McGuckets, uh, which assumes that they have some kind of major event that Importance. is. Yes. Because mm. they're the booby trapped ones. Everybody else just throw on the floor. So that's mm. that's very, very interesting to me. Because Preston was also one of my thoughts for the author. How the Northwest mm. family might have gotten so much like money and power in the town. It could be that. You know what I mean? He yeah. harnessed something yep. somewhere. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I want um, some more Scooby Doo. This this episode oh, came also, off as very Scooby Doo ish. My for me. absolute favorite mm. or like reference in the entire episode. I don't give up Matt's saying because I'm talking and this is my favorite <laughs> thing. 
<laughs> Gabe's poster says Master of Puppets on it. Yeah. Which is a Metallica yeah. album. Wait, what? Yes, Metallica's Master of Puppets. Actually, it might just be a song. Hold on. I might be lying to you. Lies. Everyone at home, just hang out. With okay. Google. Yep. Master of Puppets. It's an album. Yep. It's an album. Studio album of Metallica. And a song. But it's a Metallica album, Master of, The Master of Puppets. <laughs> when did it come right. out? 1986. Oh, definitely after this episode. They had it first. Don't worry. Yeah, Gravity Falls came up with it first. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm, yeah, I'm glad they named it after, yeah, after, after Gabe's little thing. Yeah, but yeah, Alex Hirsch is collecting so much for that. The second I saw it, I was like, ah, that's a Metallica reference. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love it. So what I meant by Scooby-Doo is yeah. the cast of characters see a glimpse of the mystery that's going on. Mm. They look through the curtains to mm. the, you know, the shady people doing their thing. That's very much something you would see in a Scooby-Doo. And it, it's a across other mystery animation shows as well. And even live actions, I'm sure. Um, like probably Psych or something too. Um, <laughs> I only say that because I saw something for Psych too. Anyways. <laughs> oh. Um, so we have that. We also have the uh, chase scene, uh, the short chase scene, because they're trying to sneak around and then they get caught onto. And what do they do? They blend in and act like they are yes. characters oh, yes. in the pioneer uh, diorama or whatever you want to call it. Um, and McGucket is committed to the to his acting. <laughs> it's so good. Also, we see Seuss without a hat. We've seen that before. Have we? we? Oh. Wait Seuss a minute. With no hat? Because when I looked at him and Maybe saw we the weird brown tuft of hair, I was like, what is going on with that? <laughs> you know what that made me notice? Like What's 90% that? of the main cast wears hats all the time. <laughs> Just Mabel mm. doesn't wear a hat. Mm. Which really freaked me out for a second. I mean, it's the Northwest. It's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not cold. It's summer. <laughs> yeah, Mabel, they all wear hats all the time. Because it's easier to animate yeah. a hat than his hair. Yeah, it is. Huh. I also like that uh, McGucket found his stovepipe hat because he was losing his hair, <laughs> so he put it on. Oh, the whole McGucket secret <laughs> stole from so a scave crow. A scave crow. A scave crow. Scave crow. I said. also really like when he just started getting blasted in the face. <laughs> Mostly I, because this is. So we know McGucket still has some of his knowledge. Yeah. Um, because he built a giant robot. He built a Loch Ness monster. He's built random machines, including a, he randomly builds a tonic and just gives it to Dipper in one episode. Um, oh yeah. So we know he still has his scientific prowess, just not to the point oh, wait, of. Wait a minute. That was one of the stories from the Falling Down episode. You're right. So the, it's not canonical, which I couldn't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, but okay. okay he still builds a giant robot. Pit, yeah. Yes. Um, so we know he has the entire tri-state area. He has some of his scientific prowess still. He's not completely like an idiot. Um yeah. which almost it's makes like me bot. think, did he This is my head cannon. Yeah. He wanted to do away with the Society of the Blind Eye. And Ivan didn't. Because Ivan is definitely more mm. malicious than he was. He wanted to help the people of Gravity Falls. Because he had seen things, and he's like, I can help others because they've seen things, and then we don't have to live with this constantly. Ivan was more like, we keep it all a secret, not to help them, but to keep our secrets safe. 
because if people start to mm. figure out the things here, they'll figure out other people should have known and they'll find out about us. So mm. I'm wondering if Ivan blasted him and he made him forget the society. Yes, but he still knew about them because maybe because McGucket tends to fall into things. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. he remembered and he allowed himself to go crazy mm. so that when he had to go like he knew this day would come kind of thing. And when uh-huh. he had to face them, he knew the Ray would do nothing to him because he created it. Because when he's when he says to Ivan, you can't break what's already been broken. My mind's been gone for 30 years. Mm. That's a very specific statement. Because when he's doing mm. when he jumps in the way and takes the shot, it definitely makes me think he knows exactly what he's doing. He allowed himself to become a psychopath. He allowed himself to go crazy. He allowed his mind to get lost so he could get down here to get his memories back. It could have been that he yeah. is so smart. He stored his conscience in his subconscious and flipped them. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's like David going to the Philistines and acting crazy so that he doesn't die or something. So, yes. So he basically lost his. He allowed himself to go insane like he is like the weird, Uh crazy out there. He is. So he knew that the memory wipe would have like the memory ray gun. I keep saying memory wipe because of. The memory yeah. wipe. Obviously. Time travel is big. Time travel is big. Um, he allowed that to happen, so that when he had to face them again, he wouldn't like they wouldn't be able to do anything to him because they couldn't wipe his memory again, so they couldn't mm. stop him. Because it is a very specific thing that happens. Because he takes the ray to the face, obviously yeah. knowing he's not going to get harmed, and then that mm. statement is just so. It is so much the the line from the hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like in um I Robot. When the robot's trying to uh, kill Shia LaBeouf's character and Will Smith jumps in the way and he blocks it with his robo arm, which reveals right there that he's that powerful. And he's like, yeah, this is what's happening. And it's like, oh, that's crazy. That's how I felt when I saw this is that Mm -hmm. he had put himself into that situation so that when he had to do this, he'd be okay. I got legitimate chills from that, and I'm getting them now just thinking about that scene, which I I hate love that scene. <laughs> that scene, it's a really it's, good oh, scene. That scene reminds me of Dipper running out of the woods and jumping into the robot. That's what it reminds. Yeah. Is that good? It's such a, uh, a a natural pivot, if that makes sense, from the general tone of the episode, from the general tone of Gravity Falls, and like in totality, it is just such a. It it shows how flexible this show is. That it can have a completely like non-canon, jokey yokey episode. It can have a like deep character-building episode, and it can have these epic moments, which it should not be able to do. Uh-huh. It's a weird creature. It's wild. Um, but I love it. It's gravity. <laughs> hey, a while saying. ago, Joe, you said the entire tri-state area. What's the tri-state yeah. area of Oregon? Gravity Falls. Where, where it I assume is. You, I, just, I assume you went to the East Coast. Um, also, because of this, I am assuming because of that one sentence that uh, uh, Gravity Falls and Phineas and Ferb take place in the same uh, universe state area. They are in the tri-state area. Um, also, another tie-in with this um, in this episode at the end with Stan's portal opening up. Yes, he gets um, the. A notepad, he gets the pen, and he gets the uh, cup sucked through there. I know what you're talking about. Where do they end up, Trevor? Uh, Who's seen where they end they up? They plop through a portal in an episode of Rick and Morty. Correct. What? Yep. 
Oh, Rick is walking along, opens up a ton of portals along a wall because he's running away from, I think, like the society yeah, of Rick. Yeah, it's when he's in the um, Citadel. Yeah, yep. And out of one of them, as they're talking about other stuff and you're not paying attention, out of one of them comes these three items. Another possible tie-in. In season t- three of Rick and Morty, there's the episode Morty's Mindbenders. Where Morty and other members of the Rick and Morty cast have had their memories removed from them and put into storage containers. Huh. Probably, possibly coincidence, but yeah. continuing within canon, if this is within the same world, well, one probably came from so the other. So it's not in the same world. Because multiverse. in the multiverse. And the thing about Rick and Morty is yes. this is the issue. Every yes. single TV show exists at the same time yeah. in some reality. Uh, there is yep. another episode of Rick and Morty where they're in the Citadel running through the Citadel and Mabel and Dipper Morty's That's are right. on the escalators. Yep. And Dipper is yep. wearing like a Dipper hat, but they're both dressed like Morty. Yes. Yep. Which is it's yep. cool little crossovers. So like it does exist. But it's definitely not. This is the same world because they jump. They jump worlds at least three times in the series. Yeah, so it it's eh, weird. Yeah, but it's the same multiverse. Yes, so definitely. Which is which is just fun. Um, uh, so Alex Hirsch, um, Justin Roiland, and who's the third creator? Is it Pendleton Ward? I don't believe so. How oh, could you forget? It's a, Philly D. It's not Philly We're D. Get arrested. Um. There's anyways, all of them went to Caltech, Cal, Cal Art, Arts, Cal, Cal Arts. Definitely not Cal Caltech Arts. for Probably animation. Not. All all of them went to Cal Arts and all of them were in the same class together. Um uh, and met in a particular room a number of times which had a particular number which you can find throughout the series which I probably should should have googled before talking about. But nonetheless, um that's a cool tie-in. And then also mm. they all uh both cameo in each other's shows as voice actors um and a lot of times we'll have tie-ins so whether that be a a uh dipper and mabel morty or whether it be these things uh going through the portal from one to the other true. it's just a fun little fun little tie-in one more thing that i remembered about how this is quintessential gravity falls mm-hmm. um a plot dipper and the author of the journal B yeah plot mabel and Wendy getting in on it too, trying to get rid of bad memories. Yes. The end of the B plot has a very just straight out there described moral of the story moment. Yeah, very true. And and that's very much the feel of a typical Gravity Falls, uh, the core of what you expect from Gravity Falls, uh, at least once every couple episodes. Is to have yeah, that. and it, just basic. Just punch. it's right there. Um, <laughs> punch of a moral right to your face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it isn't as on the nose as it could be here because we had this earned moment of McGucket before, and it, it's kind of directly mm-hmm. before the moral comes out of Mabel's mouth. We have this very much earned emotional moment, so that emotional earnedness. Yeah. whatever you want to call it, is still lingering in the air as we hear Mabel's, um, you know, maybe better to learn. And mistakes, I forget yeah. them, basically. Yep. With, I, yeah. It's 
this episode is doing a pretty good job, and I feel like Gravity Falls is developing in its storytelling of starting to better juggle multiple things at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, this is, this could have been just Society of the Blind Eye recovering McGucket's memories. I am um, the only perfect specimen. We will Are you come the only for perfect you. specimen? Oh, well, you were you're frozen. unfrozen when now. you were talking yeah, about how the things yeah. started to juggle. I was, and then I froze. That's going to be fun to edit. I'm the only um, one who <laughs> hasn't been frozen this episode. I feel special. Nonetheless, um, <laughs> what was I saying? Dang, that's right. So I feel like Gravity Falls is developing a lot more in uh, its ability to juggle multiple different things. So this could have just been a Society of the Blind Eye, recovering McGucket's memories, looking for the author episode. Um, mm-hmm. But it also has kind of this emotional tie-in. I guess, kind of to be fair, um, like Into the Bunker had this sort of thing as well, where it had this driving A plot of uh, like trying to find out who the author is, trying to get more information, and then the B plot, uh, relationship-based sort of stuff, also romance-based sort of stuff. So that's interesting. Um, but it's it's nice. I, I don't think they quite master it in this episode, which is, again, why for me it's an A and not an A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's the fact that I'm more emotionally invested in McGucket in this episode, which <laughs> is weird, than in the main cast of characters. Um, or maybe I'm just a little tired of Mabel. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to be like honest, I really feel like the whole Mabel wanting to forget about some romances thing was just dumb. And you know how much Kind. you know how much I love me some Mabel. Um <laughs> it just it didn't cohesively fit into this episode. It feels yeah. like when they sat down the storyboard it, they storyboarded the whole, oh yeah, we have this whole cult and they erase memories. And then they were like, All right, we gotta fill ten minutes. Um who would want their memories erased out? Everybody. Oh, Mabel would. Okay, she's gonna have a crisis yeah. and she's gonna think about yeah. erasing her own memories. You know what I mean? But it's just it's not developed enough mm-hmm. because there's so many other things going on in this episode that, you, I, again, I didn't feel like mentally I kind of understand where she's coming from. And based on her character, I could see her doing this thing, but I didn't feel it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like yeah. it just didn't hit the same way that some other things yeah. have, even with her. It, it, yes. And this hits on number three, Gravity Falls, typical uh, layout that I love is tossing in some uh, kind of serious, heady, adult philosophical questions. Like, <laughs> would you want your memories erased of certain things? Is that a mm. worthwhile thing to do? Last episode, even though it was the like uh, compilation, the, the three mini episode one, yeah. we still had, okay, the pig becomes genius and builds a fantastic <laughs> machine. What's more important, that or human relationship? Like, <laughs> it, that one wasn't as serious. But this one, I kind of felt, the weight of that question a little bit more of, hey, this is a serious thing to consider. Um, Mm. If you could have something that could get rid of a bad memory, would you use it? Yeah, especially for the people of Gravity Falls. And I think that maybe that's one of the reasons why I like Society of the Blind Eye so much is because there's that dichotomy of like, we're taking away people's memories, but also... Like, we kind of have to. Like, Tentacle Monster comes out of the woods and eats a car. And then, like, the the exact quote is, no one knew how to stop the things that went bump in the night. Mm. So our founder invented the next best thing, a way for us to forget. Which I love. Oh. It's just really well crafted. And that, that twist of 
our founder. No one know, knows who he was. You assume yeah. you're not. You assume you're not going to find out. Yeah, I thought it was the author. The, they're the. Like, I kid you not. I thought it was the author. I thought my original thought when they started talking about that is that the author is taking their stories, writing them down, and erasing their memories. Ooh. But then when you get that reveal that it's McGucket, I was like, no. <laughs> His name's Fiddleford. You kidding me right yeah, now? <laughs> Fiddleford. He says that to himself. Also, so he does yeah. remember his first name in the beginning when they're in his shack. He's uh He says it twice. Angry at himself for No, no, he says um after the kids spray paint. Um Nick suck it. <laughs> yeah, suck yeah. it. Oh, they, they got, got me good. good. Suck it. Fiddleford me. He um he jumps behind the statues. Um, and oh, yeah. when they're being chased, he goes, Fiddleford, what you going to do? Why does my beard have yeah. Band-Aids in it? <laughs> and I was like, Are you, is your beard's name Band-Aid? And this and is, so this, this slightly goes with my theory that he forgot on uh-huh. purpose. He calls himself mm. McGucket the same way that Smeagol calls himself Gollum. Because Gollum is the evil personality who has to do the bad things. Hmm. He calls himself McGucket because McGucket's a crazy one. But then when he has to think, he calls himself Fiddleford. You know what I mean? It's almost as if the personality of Fiddleford is arising to say, okay, we have to go into like smart mode. Now I have to use my scientific powers. That kind of backing myself up there. I like my theory. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I like it very much as well. I'm going to write an anime about it and I'll sell it I'm for gonna, $20 gonna million. Dollars. Someone buy it. I'm going to say something you'll probably be really upset with because I don't know anything about oh. it and you know way more than I do, Trevor. What anime? So it's something like, so it's something like Red Hulk or, or something like like a smart. Oh, being. okay. So like, okay. So you're talking like if it was like Bruce Banner, a Hulk combo, like smart Hulk, who is, he's supposed to be a rage monster, but it's like if Hulk and Bruce Banner were the opposite and Hulk was just a big <laughs> dummy and didn't break everything. <laughs> so when, wait a minute, when the big buff guy gets angry, yeah. he becomes a small, weak yeah, man. he's really smart. <laughs> but because like smart great. Hulk is just like, it's Bruce and Hulk in a perfected state. So Bruce is just um, super smart because he's using the gamma to like he's not as strong physically, mm, but like he is mm-hmm. definitely smarter than Bruce is. Because mm. I'm living in Zen. But it's I think it's oh, more of a Gollum Smeagol like dichotomy. Because Smeagol invented Gollum to deal with the evil and bad things he was doing because of the corruption of the ring. Mm. Mm. So it's more like I need someone. You know what I mean? Who's going to be able to be crazy? And that's where McGucket came from. I really like that. Um, I'll get your permission, y'all's permission first, but because um, I guess it kind of semi doxes us. But um, we are uh, we may or may not be recording this live online. Do we want to reveal our secret alter egos? I'm uh, cool with it. You. Go first, because I, yeah, I don't know, know what, what you're, you're talking asking. about. What I mean me. is, can I? Should I plug the stream oh, that we're currently we used streaming to. Why not? On live on Twitch.tv? Oh, did we already oh, yeah, do yeah, it? We did. Episodes? We did. I but guess here's the, the thing: the if you're if you'll send episode Meow. two and three, and Joey goes, "It's Oxfailmage at Twitch.tv.com." It's, oh, not. it's not. I anymore. changed my name no. because I was tired of the ghosts chasing me. Take that, ghosts. Yeah, Take that's that. true. McElroy's McGucket Roy's what? what? It's crazy. But uh, that's all right. Currently, you can, here. He's going to protect us from the McElroy's. <laughs> you can catch us live uh, on twitch.tv slash whatever Trevor, mm-hmm. uh, all one word W H A T E V E R T R E V E R. And there, 
We are. So oh I say goodness. that um, because, well, okay, you're having, an, you're, having an, you're having an epiphany over there. What's going I just, on? I just stopped the war between Philip DeFranco and Oreo, but now I just started one between Philip DeFranco and the McElroy brothers. Oh, what oh. have I done? I mean, that's okay. The more wars we start, the more wars we can stop, and the more Oreos we can get. But never the Easter ones. Never, never the Easter the wars. Easter ones. I feel like they're going to pay us on all Easter Oreos. <laughs> um, nonetheless, I was mentioning Twitch.tv because we got a question. And I, generally, while we were recording, we don't a ton interact with chat. But the question of whether McGucket would have ended up just as crazy if he hadn't had all of his memories erased. If he had known about all of the monsters and all the supernatural forces in Gravity Falls. Um, and just had to deal with them because we do see him like freaking out about seeing the gnomes That's and true. things like that. And that, that very much ties into the core like question that I was talking about before of like, nobody knows how to stop these things from going bump in the night. So is it better to just forget? So I'm going to react to your question with my head cannon. He mm, would be afraid ooh. of seeing the gnomes because he knows the society of the blind eye would take him for seeing them. Oh. So that might be why he specifically tries to stay away from paranormal things, because he wasn't mm-hmm. ready to face them yet. That would mm. be my thought. Also, though, I would say no. Uh, I don't okay. think he would have gone crazy. I think he would have been fine because Dipper deals with it. And Stan true. deals with it. Mm. And Seuss and Mabel. And even Wendy. Even though Wendy kind of disassociates if we're using, like, fancy psychological yeah. terms she just pretends it doesn't happen half the time um yep. but other characters see them and deal with them and they're fine it might have been more drastic for him because he's with the author and the author is trying to record things but from what we know the author is not insane hmm. so it's either i think what happened was either he had seen something that was too much for him or something really bad happened and hmm. i'm wondering if it had to do with bill So um, another mm. thing, I guess, to think about is as he like when he sees the gnomes, it could be itching at those already erased memories that he already took away from himself. So basically, each time that he sees something or he remembers something, it starts to trigger all the things that he's been shoving into the back of his mind for so long, both uh, like within himself and using the technology. And so each time he gets that itch. He kind of just scratches it with the the memory erasing gun. Yeah, that's true. That's another possibility. That's what I think it was, because that's kind of what the video alludes to. Is yeah. that every yep. time he saw something, he... There is also... Yeah. Um, Matt, do you want to touch on this before I get to ciphers? Because there's some interesting stuff in the ciphers in this episode. Hmm. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Time. There's a, there's oh, a yeah. journal entry in the actual journal. chant of the memory eraser which we get to see the page of it animated at the end uh and the cipher reads if my suspicions aren't correct this is the work of fiddleford does he really go to such great lengths to forget meaning i think Mm. there was something extremely traumatic that happened and he blasted himself and now Mm. whenever something else happens it triggers that memory and he can't fully escape it Mm. i think that's why he kept blasting himself now i also think that's kind of bill cipher and this is why in the episode um, McGucket speaks at Bash, which is the yes. cipher language. He says, Yoru, Akkrekasafe, Gurzmata. 
and then does the triangle eye thing. Uh, and when you translate it, it says Bill Cipher triangle. Um, mm. He knows Bill's name and he knows what he is. And he took a video of it to either remember for later or to have evidence of him, huh. which makes me think that there had to have been something in his past that had to do with Bill Cipher. And that would if, also make sense if he's around the author, because the author knows who Bill is. Hmm. If um, so the the videos that were shown are the memories of his that were erased, if that makes sense. So yes. he erased his own knowledge of Bill, or attempted to at least. Yep. Maybe you um, can't erase the knowledge of Bill. Hmm. Maybe Bill's too powerful. Because Bill's in your mind. You know what I mean. Yeah, if he were to show up the next night in one of your dreams, boom, he's back in there. Yeah, again. and he yeah, can just play with reality. Yeah. Um, um so any other a few course? other cryptograms. Um there is the cryptogram at the very ending it reads Ignorance is bliss, but bliss is boring. Um <laughs> and then on the triceratops at the end of the episode in the museum, his spine spells mm-hmm. out the words erase. Uh, and there is one very last one in the page selection uh, that's revealed at the very end of the episode. This is a numbergram. Uh, it says Gideon's tantrums, misspelled tattoos. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Okay. What it says is, because I looked at this earlier. Oh, okay. Go ahead and read okay. it while I get to yeah, it. Yeah, it says Gideon's tantrums, misspelled tattoos, Chandra's rejections, society's views, a fear of witches, a life of regret. These are the things that they try to forget. Gideon's tantrums, misspelled yes. tattoos, Chandra's rejection, society's views, a fear of witches, a life of regret. These are the things that they try to forget. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. I'm I'm so glad that it matches. When the perfectly. gun zaps. Oh no. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's that's the my, end of it. Cause... My brain goes splat. No, no. That, now that's, I do that's not the end know right how to end this song because I forgot all my words. The end. <laughs> um. Alrighty. Well, my brother just died again. Rest in peace, beloved Matthew. It has been a pleasure. Um, once he's... Oh, are you live again? When the brother dies, cause the computer flies into the ground. Fries, fries would have been better. Welcome back. <laughs> one. So one thing that I don't love in this episode is the discovery of McGucket Labs the thing of like hey, look through the bottle that I just happened to be looking through for some reason that I feel like the setup isn't as good as it could be also I think it would have been a ton better and it would have given more time for Mabel's character development if this scene of discovering the McGucket Labs little thingy was actually Two episodes ago, at the end of Seuss and the Real Girl, it would be just kind of a random short scene like the ones we see of Stan in the uh-huh. basement where this thing is discovered accidentally and then you leave it. And then you have your uh, like uh, compilation episode in the week in between. Yep. So people are just going nuts with theories. Oh. And then a couple days before the episode drops, you drop that picture, the fake one of McGucket being the author, and then the episode comes out. The hype is insane. You have more time within the episode to do that. Um, the one thing that we it would cost, I think the cost would be too great because we would miss out 
on uh, Stan and Old Goldie's uh, uh, Las Vegas montage. Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, you can't get rid of that. That's so the I best think, montage. Yeah. So I'm kind of regretting that. But other than that, I think if this had been two episodes before, and then you have this completely random episode in between, which disappoints people like crazy, but just gets them talking even more, and then you come out with this episode, I think it hits even harder. Yeah. So that's that's the one improvement, and one thing that it, it felt a little rushed. The weird thing um, you have to remember is how in limbo the show was at this time. That's they don't true. know what they're going to be doing, where they're going, how it's going to end, because are we getting another season? Are we not? What is Disney doing? So yeah, that, might that, be why that episode where they previewed it would have been aired on Disney. Yep. And then, like, this episode would have been Disney. So it would have been bridging platforms as well. True. And if they hadn't gotten more episodes or something, that would have been the last yep. one. And they would have oh just gosh. been eclipsed. Oh, people would still be angry. Yep. People are still angry the yep. show's not even on. Like, that's, that's crazy to think yeah. about. That six years later, we're still talking about this show and making podcasts about it. <laughs> We're making insane. podcasts, um, making crowdfunding podcasts. It's so adventure time. Specific- <laughs> he says two things. One, um, that 1982 was the year that he can't remember anything before. Or since? Before. Which one was it? I forget. Before. Before. He can't remember anything before 1982. Um, and then he says his mind has been gone for 30 years. This episode i believe aired in 2012 if i'm right or sorry incorrect uh the show canonically takes place in the summer of 2012 because that's when the first season starts mm-hmm. i think it was 2013 by the time that these episodes were coming out but nonetheless um it is 30 years ago that uh yeah. that this whole thing happened um like to the to the year um and that i guess Minor spoilers is something good to remember. Uh, if you see someone saying 30 years ago, you can think of this oh, sort of thing uh, moving nice. forward. We're also, um, yeah, McGucket continuing to remember things, which is teased kind of at the end of this episode, is going to continue to play an important role. McGucket's going to be coming back as, uh, I mean, of course, he doesn't just get disappeared. Or does he? Dun, Maybe dun, that's dun, how he comes back. Dun, dun. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited because the, the next episode we'll see the return of one of my favorite characters. Ooh, Pacifica. Um, because the next the next episode, actually Pacifica is <gasps> I think my favorite character in the show. Um Ooh. but not this episode. This next episode is Blendin's Game is the title and I am incredibly excited. I love this episode very very much. Um and we get to meet the author there. Maybe. Is it Blendin Blandin? I'll be so I upset. I think that means we aren't. It's Time Baby. No, um, not Time Baby. <laughs> You know what it's time for, baby? Favorite jokes. jokes. We're singing favorite jokes. jokes. Favorite jokes. We're singing favorite jokes. We're out of sync. Singing favorite jokes. Singing favorite jokes. Yay. Trevor. Trevor. (laughs) Yay! Yeah, (laughs) we did it. Nailed it. I was practicing. That's perfect. Um, You said your favorite joke before, Mm -hmm. Trevor, right? Yep. Can you do it again? I forgot (laughs) it. I a little bit forgot. I forgot what it was. I forgot what? <laughs> that's my favorite joke. <laughs> um, oh, it was definitely if I don't eat within the next hour, I'm gonna have to revert to cannibalism. Mm. Mm. I was just close to eating you, Stephen. Very good, very good joke. There was a there was another one I liked, and I think it was um, there was Seuss dysentery. Seuss dysentery. 
Yes. Oh, that's that's rich. That is rich. Um, oh, no, that was it. my favorite joke. What am I talking about? I forgot it was even the episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my mind. Um, what happened? You forgot? I forgot. Um, oh. Yeah. My favorite minor joke was McGucket with his Band-Aid beard. And he was like, I got Band-Aids <laughs> on my beard. What are these doing? Why has nobody questioned this that's before? Right. I wanted to come back to that because in the montage of the different clips, it starts off on his face. Mm-hmm. Because he got like a cut, and then the beard just grows out, and the band aid stays. So that band aid is thirty years old. So and am it's I. Just stayed on his beard the entire time. You're a band aid. Yep, I'm a band aid who fell off your face. That's true. And now we're Ow. here. Come back. I this need is you. weird. Joe, what's your favorite joke? Very weird. Um, I'm looking through. I there are a few small ones. That I I really like, just, and then I think I'll get to like favorite favorite. I think just, um, well, just well, the can I because I just have one. Okay, you do your so, one so that first. you don't pick mine. Yeah, okay. I don't think these are anyone's favorite jokes, but so this is about half a second that we get to see right after the crew leaves um, the mystery shack and goes to find McGucket. We see the entrance to the uh, scrapyard. It says Gravity Falls Junkyard. It's a real dump. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite joke. Nick, suck it. That's That's fantastic. It got me good. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, I think, okay, I think, oh, wait, no, no, no. I I know what my actual favorite one, but but minor ones. Actually, they all surround um, blind. Ivan? Ivan. Um, Just, he has a few lines that are just fantastic. Um, one that's kind of a joke, but uh, you haven't met me before, and if you had, you wouldn't remember. And he says it super ominously, and I love it. Um, mm. And then, uh, like, uh, I think it's Mabel is like uh, erasing the memory completely destroyed McGucket's mind. It's Dipper, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Don't you feel bad about that? He's like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> he stops himself <laughs> and says, but not anymore. <laughs> And then just keeps going. And just the, like, both of those that are, like, somewhat jokes, but the, they are just, uh, the the uh, execution is so ominous. I love it. Mm. Um, but I think it's dumb. But um, when uh, he forgets his name, because, I mean, it seems like the Society of the Blind Eye was everything to him. So by erasing the Society of the Blind Eye, you basically erased him. Um, kind of like, uh, uh, Davenport. Davin, Davin, Davenport. 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 Uh, okay, perfect. We did talk about um, Redbird. He says his name so, like a Pokemon. Um, in the, in the Adventure Zone for, for anyone, uh, for anyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Adventure uh, Zone. For anyone. So after Blind Ivan loses his memory and walks out and he's like, huh, I don't. I don't remember my name. And Mabel just pops in instant and Dipper's like, oh man, I think I did that too much. And Mabel just pops in and says, your name is Toot Toot McBumbersnazzle and you're a traveling banjo minstrel with a song in your heart and funny tattoos on your head. <laughs> and he says, oh, that's right. My name is Toot Toot McBumbersnazzle. <laughs> and then he goes off with his banjo playing uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb and singing, Toot Toot is my name. <laughs> yep. And he exits the scene. He also reappears in a later episode at Woodstick. I I think it's I don't think it's Mary Had a Little I, I think it's Yankee Doodle. 
Oh, you're right. Dun, it is dun, Yankee dun, Doodle. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Either yep. way, he appears at Woodstick right. and is in the background confused and happy. Because I looked at his nice. bio. Nice. We'll get to that pretty soon. Um, also, I like just the minor joke of uh, after the – so the – I think worst joke is the the nude guy in my – I don't know. Did any of you think it was actually funny when the guy was naked and he's like, stop judging me. Yeah, don't wear anything under my robe. Oh, yeah. It was just awkward. Maybe you, you all should stop being such prudes. I think that was – Maybe the worst joke. But again, they didn't stick on it too long. And yeah. it was somewhat redeemed by the really quick joke of uh, and plot moving forward of Seuss taking the gun and being like, well, time to forget that forever. And then yes. Ivan grabs the gun out of his yes. hand before he can actually do mm-hmm. it, um, which I very much liked. Um, we talked about the animation a little bit. And yeah. in this scene, Mabel grabs his robe using the tube. But then it cuts away to several other things and comes back to him. If this was season one, mm. it would have stayed right on that frame. Nobody but him would have moved, mm. and only he would have spoke, mm-hmm. and then it would have cut to Seuss. So I thought it was cool because yes. it goes him and then Mabel and then Wendy, and then, you know what I mean? It, it goes around. Yeah. Which is I wonder awesome. if part of it is also the, the kind of virtual camera movement of like – because I noticed a whole bunch where they would like swing from one – spot to another instead of cutting they basically just moved the camera to look up to the top left at a different character yeah. or something like that and hmm. without any like um sometimes they'll do like a whoosh 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 whoosh, whoosh uh, sort of transition or sometimes they'll just do a hard cut but there seemed to be a lot more of like the camera sort of panning around which maybe also uh transmitted to it looking like higher quality animation yeah it was good but all in all yeah this is a really solid episode i think there are certain ways where it could have been better, but as far as like developing the mystery um, and throwing some red herrings in there, um, but not uh, not coming out completely empty. It wasn't a, a, a hook without um, any. It was like we got baited onto the hook, but then also there was still a good stake on there. Um, so, but it was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> our, the it friends we made along the way were the memories we had erased. Who yeah. are you guys? Which friends? Which friends? No, we Truly tried to. Deep. We were trying to forget the witch friends. That was Wait. that's one of the things I tried to forget. Um. So when, oh, when we grade these, we normally grade by. Would you show this to oh, someone yeah, yeah, like yeah. immediately? Yeah. Is this a good make sure you watch through or skip it? This is definitely a watch through episode when I'm watching the show. Yes, but this isn't an episode I would be like, "Hey, you're brand new to the series. Here you go." I agree. So it, I agree. It's an A in the sense that it is like core Gravity Falls. You got to watch this one. Don't skip it. It's not filler. But if I was just like, hey, let me show you an episode of Gravity Falls, I wouldn't. Sadly. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. the thing is, Completely. I loved this because I've loved everything to here. And there's yes. so many callbacks and so many little things. Like if this was just on TV and someone watched this, they'd be like, yeah, I watched episode of Gravity Falls. I didn't get it. Yeah. Because it's so much based on the, I mean, Alex Hirsch, what he has described is he wanted to make a show where um, basically people at home, kids specifically, could have the same sort of investigating a mystery that he had as a kid of trying to like play records backwards and things like this. You get to be Dipper while watching this. Dipper is very much a stand in, especially for Alex, but also for the audience and the fact that he's trying to unravel this uh, tapestry and uh, 
you get to come along on the ride with him, and it's just beautiful. So, like you said, this episode only works if you've like seen the the things of Stan in the basement, if you've seen uh, like into the bunker, if you've seen uh, all just the little things around the journal that have been built up for years before this episode aired. And then they drop this, um, where it's not like the episode that unravels everything, mm-hmm. but this gives so much to go on. Like, we know, A, that Fiddleford is not the author, but that he knows the author, or knew the author at least, um, that he was involved in some sort of thing, that there's whole, this whole society that has been erasing people's minds and explaining, A, why people aren't freaking out about the craziness, and B, why people are so dumb in Gravity Falls because they've had their brains zapped so many times. Yeah. It's such a good episode, yep. but I think you're right that it's not first episode to watch. 100%. So, yeah. Already. I sit at an I A. I think that's... This is a good um, one, please. Yeah. Yeah, Same yeah it's definitely a good one. Uh, just to comment on what Trevor said, if I was, you know, showing someone a, an episode for the first time, it's Time Traveler's Pig or the Wax, wax Museum yeah. one. It's not this one, but yep. this one is so good. Yeah. It's good. Yep. Well, this one is so good because we've watched up to here. Yeah. It's like like me and Matt are walking through Formula Alchemist right now. And we just hit, yeah. here it is, we just hit the promise day. When that episode happens yep. and you got Alphions versus Pride versus Kimley and everybody's there and everything's out, you're like, yes, this is so mm. good. This is a culmination of me watching these characters grow for four seasons. This is me seeing these characters grow up. This is me understanding who the enemy is perfectly. And then you get, you know, if I was like, yo, check out FMA, bro, and then threw that in front of yeah. somebody, be like, I don't, what yep. are those? <laughs> so. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Because, again, it's not driven by, like, what's going on. Or what I mean is it's not primarily driven by, um, like, this dude shoots a cool gun and does cool backflips and stuff like that. It's driven by the characters. It's driven yep. by their development. And like you said, their growth, um, both in FMA and in Gravity Falls, and in, I think, just about every good show. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, maybe, like, One Punch Man. You don't really need too much character development there. <laughs> just One Punch. Aww, in a degree. That's just One need. Punch. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure forgetting you guys. Um, this has been an incredibly forgettable episode. I hope I don't sweat it and forget it. That's not the phrase. Um, and nope, I guess... All in all, I want to say uh, the thing that they said, which is I'll unsee you unsee later. later. I'll unsee you later. Yeah. Trevor's, Trevor's not going to see anything. <laughs> He's already you forgotten. Guys later, too. I actually have Audacity up and I'm about to just hit stop because I like to hit stop before you, too. Oh. So I haven't yeah, hit it, really I haven't hit it yet, you know? Meme. So we're kind of riffing on the outro right now. So I mean, hold up. If I can... Take the okay, no, you're taking to it too time. long. No, that was the part. That was a good ending. Sorry, I hit stop. Keep going. We're not ending anymore. Forty minutes oh. ago, when Joe said and lamented about how we don't really have anything to talk about in this episode, and here we are, like an hour and ten minutes later, yeah. at the end. That's can you cut that part? Okay. That was dumb. Yeah, I can cut that out. I'll put in whatever you say right okay, now. Okay, cool. Uh, here we go. Go ahead and play that backwards, you nerd. It says, I love puppies. <laughs>